0: Good day. Who was that? Was that little, little? Oh yes. Hello. <laughs> looking, looking like dad every time. Fantastic. Good morning. Who loves this weather? Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Uh, so, so um, w- what we're going to do today is hopefully get you out pretty early. I, I don't plan to preach for very long understanding that it's uh, difficult, uncomfortable. So who likes short preachers? A <laughs> couple of kids saying they're into it. Some got my joke. It's the best I can do. Fantastic. Now, we are also just uh, have a team of people going to India. So if I could have Dave and the team, David and David and Anna Marie and... Rebecca and Charity, is that all? Quickly at the front, we're going to pray for them. We're off to India. They'll be visiting Erode uh, in Coimbatore, out of Coimbatore, Tamil Nadu, uh, the work there at Jensen. And they'll also be visiting the leper colony that we support. This church keeps alive uh, a, a whole village of lepers. We don't give a lot, but what we do keeps people alive. I think that's pretty important. Absolutely and stuff. And one of the best things you can ever do with your life, if you've never done it, is do a short-term missionary trip. It's one of the best investments you'll ever make in your life is to go and see how the other part of the world lives. Isaac tells us that we should thank God that we live in Australia a million times every day. And you're not joking, are you? We are a blessed nation in so many ways. So we want to pray for these folks. It's not a holiday. It's uh, spiritual warfare. Stuff happens. Incredible stuff. And there's a blessing in going. The promise of God is that go into the world and these signs will follow them who go. There's a blessing in the going. Sometimes the reason we don't see the miraculous on our life years is, is because we're not actually going, we're not being sent ones apostolic in our focus. So, anyway, that's not the message. So, just so one of you just stand up for just one minute if you're able to. Reach out your hands because we want them to go with the favor of God upon them and in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost to do good and to heal and be a difference in a very dark nation. Father, we thank you for David, for Lisa, Lord, as she releases him. Lord, for these other uh, individuals, Lord, they've made the commitment to go. And Lord, we look to you then for a blessing and anointing, Father. We send them, Lord, with the heart and the prayers and the support of this fellowship behind them, spiritually, physically, and on every other level, we bless them in the name of Jesus as sent ones to go. And, Lord, we're going to see great reports when they come back. So bless everyone we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Fantastic. So my wife came to church on Sunday, on, on Christmas Day, which was terrific. So she's doing a lot better. I really do want to thank everyone uh, over the last few months. We've been blown away by uh, the generosity, the love, and the support and prayers of this church. And people right around the world uh, have been very much engaged. I suspect that we've received close on about $20,000 worth of gifts since this has happened. And, and I, I just say that just as an indication that God's good. And, uh, you know, we don't deserve that. There is, uh, we, we really don't deserve It's come in very helpful. I will spend all of that money and probably a little bit more over. But uh, those sorts of tangible supports. Um, Shelly Pinnell, are you here, Shelly? She made one of those beautiful quilting things. You know what the quilters do? It's absolutely gorgeous. It's got little farm animals all over it and horses, and little things like that. It's a labor of love. And we just want to say thank you for that expression of love that we've received from you today and over the years. And we love you back, hopefully. And if it wasn't so hot, you would probably be here. Um, I want to just preach to you a little sermon. And thank you, Jason, for perhaps preparing the way a little bit. I want to talk to you about When our little is enough. See, we underestimate the power of having a little bit. The tiny seed that becomes the great oak tree. The tiny cells that become the human baby. Or the tiny invisible atom that can destroy half a continent. It's not the way the world thinks. The world thinks, give me the big things and I can do big things. But the Bible talks about the little things with incredible power and place in the hands of God. So when looking at 2013, when it comes to faith in your future, let me say to you that this is the way God's economy works. Hear me now. He wants to put faith in your heart. It begins in the heart where the heart actually shifts from impossibility to possibility. When the heart shifts from, shifts from depression to praise when the heart it begins in the heart but then it's got to be expressed in the mouth so important it gets from the heart into the mouth so many of the breakthroughs and the victories that god wants to bring to your life and to my life get stored at the throat because they don't get from the heart to the mouth but the bible says that what you believe in your heart and you say is that what will take place we sang a song about God being a mountain-moving God, didn't we? But for that to happen, you've got to believe it here, and then you've got to say it here. And so you praise before you receive. You announce victory before it happens. You place yourself in the position of winning before it happens because we are not governed by sensory but revelatory data. We don't go by what we see. We go by what we believe. So it's so important that we put it in our heart. Let God stir something by the power of His Spirit in your heart today, please. Let you shift from your current holding pattern of limitation, of littleness, of weakness, of struggle, whatever it might be in your own world. Let faith come today, and then that get put onto your lips in the name of Jesus. When facing our futures, we should not underestimate the power of, of what we can do when we put our little bit into the hands of an infinite God, our little into his his hands. It is what we surrender and place into the hands of God that is the stuff of miracles. It is when this insufficiency becomes more than enough. In Matthew 14, verse 14, it's the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. When Jesus landed and he saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and he healed the sick. Aren't you glad that Jesus is compassionate? So good, isn't it? He sees a sick person. He doesn't judge them. He has compassion for them. And as evening approached, the disciples, say disciples, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's getting late. Send the crowds away so that we can go to the villages and buy themselves some Maccas. And Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. Isn't that a pain? You go to God in prayer about a need and he says to you, you're right, you do something about it. That's never happened to you. Keep praying. <laughs> Keep praying. That is often the way God will do it. You do something about it. Who likes the way the world is today? You pray about it and often God's response is, You do something about it. And he says, but we have nothing but. And I wonder how many times we all say, we have nothing but. We have nothing but a few fish and a couple of loaves. We look at our limitation rather on God's ability. We look on our inability rather on God's capacity. But Jesus said, bring them to me. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish. He looked up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. And they all ate, how many ate? And were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those... Who were there were about 5,000 men plus women and children. So you're talking of a crowd of maybe 20,000 people. That is a lot of food to give out. So here's the deal the crowds were hungry and the disciples wanted to send them away. It's getting late, it seems to be what they are wanting to do. It's time to finish the meeting, to wind up. Jesus, you've done well. And their attitude is let them feed themselves. But Jesus' attitude, once the service is finished, then it's the job of the disciples to actually then be involved with the meeting of the needs of the people. Friends, most Sundays we have an incredible opportunity in this church because most of the ministry in this church won't happen here at the altar. Thank God for what happens here. Thank God for what happens here. Incredible things happen here. People get saved. They have their bodies healed. They get words of wisdom and direction and stuff like but most the dimension this church is going to happen out those doors in the breakout area that's where it takes place and what jesus wants us to do is be like the disciples once i've finished i want you as the disciples to be the ones who go out there and give out the food the food of peace joy love all the kingdom stuff of purpose of joy of the things that make the kingdom of God, the spectacular thing it is, it's not for me to go out and feed the 5,000 or the 500 or the 50, whatever it is. It's our job together as a church. Say yes, Mike. Yes, Mike. It's our job as a church to go out there and to pass it along. It would be a very sad thing to me is if you would attend this church for years after years and not have one person in the church, you could count as a friend. I think we would have failed to have fed you if all you've done is come to the church, received a service, and go home. Our job is actually to be those that connect with others and to feed after the service. But here's the the problem. In the disciples' mind, they don't have enough. So Jesus commands the disciples, you give them something to eat. Here's the incredible faith challenge. Jesus expects us to do something about the need with the little bit that we've got. God wants us to do the impossible with the limited. And one day when we get to heaven, it's well, well thought, well-intentioned, good thoughts. You had very nice positive thoughts about helping. It's well it's well. It's well, and to done, you need to do, don't you? You actually have to do something. Christianity is not meant to be a spectator sport. It's a participation event. We are all meant to do this together. So it's well done. And God takes our little, and he can do so much with our little if we give it to Jesus. And sometimes our little looks terrible. You know, over Christmas time, uh, you know, the emergency services, suicide, self-harm, drug abuse is at record levels, at a time which should be the, uh, you know, the best time to celebrate family and togetherness and fellowship, for some people it's a very sad time. A number of years ago I was counselling a man who came out, he had his story and stuff and he ended up becoming an alcoholic and when you got to him he was a, he started off a happy drunk, then he became an angry drunk, not nice angry drunks, then he became, became a sad drunk, a depressed drunk and in the depression he would say, nobody knows the pain that I feel. You don't know what it's like, Pastor Mike, to experience the deep pain of rejection and pain that I have in my life. That was a pretty big assumption. We never really know what another person knows, do we? But I can understand what he's saying. I have this incredible pain, and the only thing I can do is to use alcohol to try and numb the pain. It doesn't take it away. It doesn't fix it. The next day, I'm feeling just as rotten as I've ever had. But you know the funny thing about God? If you even give God your mess, your pain, your sexual abuse, your rape, your whatever the issue, if you give it to God, He can still feed thousands with that. He can change other people's worlds if you give it to Him. If you let him have it, put it into his hands, he will do amazing things with it. But if you keep it to yourself, then it can become incredibly destructive. One of my favorite cooking shows, there's not too many of them, but it's the Surprise Chef. It hasn't been on well. Anybody remember the Surprise Chef? This is the guy who suddenly runs up to some poor lady in the supermarket, takes what's in her trolley, and make something special, or raid your house, and go to the cupboard, and there there is the instant noodles, there's a little bit of tomato sauce, some old mouldy cheese, a little bit of lettuce that's got fuzz growing over, it's got a beard, you got a calf, and all, and it'll make something wonderful out of it, I want to tell you that Jesus Christ is better than the surprise chef, in fact, he's the surprise saviour, you give him your leftovers. You give him your little bit. You give him your pain, your misery. You give it into his hands, and it's amazing what he can do with your life. And if you don't believe it, look at me. If you don't believe it, look at Gary. <laughs> if you don't believe it, look it. I'm looking for some people that were really broken. <laughs> some real, real mess-ups. Any real mess-ups here that can say, look what God did with me. I was I was nothing. I was someplace going to a train wreck. There's a few hands around, and you give it to Jesus, and guess what can happen? Incredible things. In John chapter six, verse nine, we're told that a little boy brings his lunch to Jesus: a cup of fish, a few loaves. And this childlike faith—it was stupid enough to feed twenty thousand people when you look at 2013 you could be anxious you could be worried you could be scared you might say i don't have enough money i don't have enough intelligence i don't have enough relate." i don't i don't i don't you can look at your lack and you can look at what you don't have and you could be very frightened for the next year or you could take the little bit that you've got hallelujah and you can put it into the hands of Jesus and you can surrender it to His hands and then see what God will do through you. And then He gets the glory. I mean, if we were all bright, you know, wonderfully intelligent people, if we are all together, God doesn't get the glory. But if He takes people like me, God's got to get some glory, doesn't He? God wants your butt. Lord, we have nothing but. He wants your butt. What do you have that you can give to God? I've got nothing but a telephone. You could change the world with a telephone. I've got nothing but a, a little phone. You could text someone today a scripture that could save their life. I've got nothing but Facebook. Well, you could actually redeem Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and actually push people towards Jesus. You could be in church now if your smartphone saying you ought to be in church. Listen to Pastor Mike, and all the people out there watching their Facebook, thinking, "I don't want to get out of bed today. It's too hot and whatever." And Suddenly, going to find out there's another choice to make in life. God can take your little whether it's a dollar that you put in a Medimite jar that's keeping babies alive in Africa, or it's a $5 coffee that you've saved, that you've put in the outreach offering, whatever it might be, your little placed into Jesus' hands will feed thousands. Lord, we have nothing but. So here's the deal, guys. You've got to have faith in your heart. That is an action of the Spirit of God. I can't create faith. I can preach my heart out, I can run around, I can sweat and work up a lather, I can do everything I can. But the moment something moves in your heart and that you actually believe what I say, that is an action of the Holy Spirit of God. And you ought to say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let it be for me. So be it. Make it so. And I pray today that in all the words that are said, that something of faith is generated in your hearts today. And get that little, that little stirring of the heart and then put it on your mouth as God is going to take my need and turn it into a seed for my miracle for 2013. And say it. Speak it out. Party about it. I'm really trying to encourage my girl to get into victory about her healing. Now, she's working on it. She's reading the Bible. She's quoting the scripture. But if you know anything about the dynamics of faith in God, somewhere in that journey, it happens in here first. And then the rest of the body catches up. Hallelujah. But it happens in the heart first. So may God shift our hearts today and turn our need, whatever your need might be, Turn it into a seed. Doesn't matter how small it is. And put it into the hands of Jesus. He says, Father of heaven, I thank you, Lord, for all your blessing. And he gave it back to them. Now, this is my idea. When Jesus gave the bread back to them, I don't think he gave them back 20,000 loaves. I don't think the miracle happened in Jesus' hands. I think... Jesus took the bread, took the fish. He blessed them. He gave the fish and the bread back to the disciples. So think about it. Think about it. In the natural, they've got limitations still. There is nothing there to say that there's a miracle. But they break a bit off. They break a bit off. Break a bit off. Some of you are going to get this. Going to break a bit off. And out of that little... The little just never runs out. The little just never runs out. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that wonderful? The little of you, the little bit you do, will never run out. There have been times when I've wanted to give up. There have been times when I've felt like giving up. But there's always been strength and weakness. There's always been God coming through. Turn your need into seed. God wants to do the impossible in Amidabh. Wants to do the impossible in Perth. He wants to do the impossible in Australia. He wants to do the impossible in the world. And all we can say is, Lord, we don't have enough. He says, I know that. Give it to me. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word today. Lord, it is my prayer that, Lord, you'd stimulate faith. And, Lord, we'd let that faith, Lord, be translated to a positive confession about what you're going to do in our lives, in our church in this coming year and we will give you the praise and the glory because there are lots of hungry souls needing you out there. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And there you go, short preacher. Fantastic. We'll have the band up and we'll finish with a song. If you do require prayer for any reason, whatever, we'd love to invite you out to the front. I will be meeting with the outreach team immediately after the service for a brief orientation. I think we'll meet up in the boardroom, guys. Give us 10, 15 minutes to get up there and stuff. Are you ready to praise God? Yeah. Are you ready to turn faith into a confession? Yeah. So you can't sing some of these songs and not believe them. In theory. In theory.